Today's episode of Dungeon Crawlers Radio is brought to you by Gamers Inn, your one-stop location for all your gaming needs. Located in Lehigh City, Utah, their fun and friendly staff will be more than happy to answer any of your gaming needs. Just remember, Gamers Inn, it's where adventures begin. Broadcasting live from the DCR studio. Oh, yeah! The Geek Revolution starts here. Excellent! Get ready for the number one hit geek radio show out there. Well, it is impressive, isn't it? Because it's time for Dungeon Crawlers Radio. Alright everyone, welcome to another episode of Dungeon Crawlers where we're here with Rob Hicks from Midnight Camp Midnight Campaign? That's correct. Games. Uh, to talk about their Kickstarter, which is Mayhem RPG or Mayhem Role Playing Game. For some of you that may not know what RPG stands for. Okay. It's not a Who would it's not, not a know? it's not Aside a rocket propelled grenade. It's a role-playing game. Aside from Kickstarter, apparently you have to type in role-playing game yes. on Kickstarter. They don't understand RPG, so maybe not the best search engine there. Well, but <laughs> maybe they're worried that it's rocket-propelled grenade. I don't know. No, it's kind of dumb. I, I, I agree. Now I want to start a Kickstarter for a ro- rocket-propelled grenade. Good luck with that. Yeah, yeah, I don't think that they would allow that. However, I do know how to make uh, alcohol rockets. And all of a sudden, the CIS just... <laughs> <laughs> hey, can we ask you guys some questions? <laughs> So, Mayhem RPG. What is it? Where did it come from? And why is it awesome? Sure. So first off, um, where this project came from is where a lot of tabletop, indie tabletop stuff comes from. Uh, we played a lot of, of uh, tabletop games, starting with D&D and branching out to a bunch of other uh-huh. systems. And we felt there were some things that we wanted to do with the games that weren't easy or convenient for other systems. Um, and so we spent half of our lives building this, this role-playing game. Sweet. Hold on, hold on. Okay, so you said that... It, Sorry, I'll let Daniel. No, go ahead. I just going to ask a question. Okay, so uh, compared to D and D, like, what is the difference between this and D and D? Sure. Um, so D and D is great. We love those games. There's a lot of awesome, a lot of awesome content there. Um, but there's a couple things that we've kind of grown past. Um, one is the Tolkien tropes. Um, we like elves, dwarves, and halflings. They're fun characters. But I think the market and the the field has kind of moved past a lot of that mm-hmm. and tried to branch into other things. We wanted to include things like the demonic characters, the divine characters. Sweet. Um, the animal races, my wife always gets a kick, a kick out of those, the, the cat and the rabbit and that kind of things. Um, that's a one piece is just the, the flavor of the characters or all the stuff people always ask about. They'll point to a page in the monster manual and say, I want to play this. And we're like, okay, let's build that character for you and, and do that over time. So that's the first thing. Um, the second big so thing. basically you're saying NPCs, nope, not a problem. You, you can be an NPC. All right, and do that. Yeah, basically you can pick the, the characters that a lot of games will shun or will make harder, um, but players really enjoy some of that side content. Nice. Um, the other big thing that's different is the, the combat engine and the, the core dice mechanics are designed to be really streamlined, to be really smooth, but to add a lot of tactical depth. Um, running through a lot of the role-playing games, there ends up being a lot of number crunching yeah. and a lot of <laughs> bookkeeping with these games. We wanted to cut as much of that out as we can while keeping the core of the, the tactical experience. So... Let's just take an example, a basic battle. I mean, mm-hmm. how difficult is that? Because, you know, with D&D, you know, 
the player rolls the dice, the DM rolls the dice, we just go back and forth mm -hmm. constantly through each round. I mean, so is it just one collective, one die rolled and determined the, the greater number, like some systems are, where it's just like whoever succeeds wins, or is there still kind of that back and forth? There's still some of the back and forth where it's die versus die with a lot of the okay. games. Um, we, we picked a dice system specifically and, and designed it so we'd take a lot of the bonuses and the crunching out of it. Okay. Um, so characters will have dice that range from the D4 to the D12, and basically you roll dice versus dice. If your character's better at something, they'll roll a better dice for it. If they're weaker, they'll roll a lower one, okay. um, which creates a sense of granularity to that, that kind of combat, but it keeps the rolls moving quickly. Is it, so is it a dice pool or no? No. Okay, okay. So, so... Stronger weapon, higher number, or greater strength, stuff like that. Okay. Stronger character, higher number. Okay, that stronger character. Okay, so if you have, if you're a, a mouse, kind of like what we see on uh, a lot of D threes, like Narnia. In, in Narnia, there's that one mouse that fights with a, nice. a sword. Uh, he'd probably have a D four where. But his speed, he and would agility. be fast. Yes, but we may have like a, a, a panther character, mm -hmm. and he's maybe an eight or a ten. That okay, makes sense. cool. I like that. I like how the strength determines which die you're using mm -hmm. for attack. The nice can go through a lot of areas where Panther couldn't go though. So yeah. Yeah. like for example, we wrote a sprite character at one point that didn't that didn't do much with the strength. Obviously they're a very weak character uh -huh. strength wise, but they use the the willpower die for a lot of what they're doing anyway. So there's kind of ways to fudge around it for the specialty characters, but to keep that kind of level of competition spread across the dice. Okay. So how does your magic system in, in this game work? Okay. So there are two magic systems with this one. Um, the one that's in the core book, the, the simpler of the two is an elemental system where you have six standard elements and each of them has attack spells, but they also have some other things they can do with it. Okay. Like a wind, the wind school will be able to do some movement effects and a little bit of flight later on, whereas the shadow can do more invisibility and more, more like shadow walls and darkness and those kinds of things. Cool. Um, it creates a lot of theme to the different characters for magic, um, gives them other options for what their character can do, um, but everybody's still fairly competitive in terms of yeah. in terms of straight up combat potential. No, I like the fact you have attack and defense abilities in magic because in D and D you mainly see a lot of attacks and some weird random spells that you have to think outside the box and how to work really well. Mm -hmm. You know, like entanglement and. <laughs> and Dimension door, things like that. So I like that there is a, a defensive ability as well. Mm -hmm. That's fantastic. So what is the other magic system? So the other one is in this the second book of content. That if we if we get that far with the Kickstarter, I'll be able to add that one. Sorry, I'm talking really fast. No, you're um, fine. You're excited. Others, you're passionate. Oh yeah, um, caffeine helps. Um, <laughs> so the other is a. The other is a, uh, a little bit more complicated. Um, it's built along more of the s traditional schools of magic from like transmutation, necromancy, illusion, okay. some of those things, where a character will specialize in one of six ideals, and the specific ideals they pick will give them a selection of, of which schools they get access to. Um, we set it up so that characters choose the ideals that best fit their character's personality, and then that broadens their selection from there. Okay. For example, if a character was built more around dark and chaos, they're going to do things like ruin and necromancy, whereas a character built around light, life, and order is going to do things more like warding, defensive magics, healing, and, and um, enhancement kinds of effects. So it really, it really brings out the character's personalities and gives a lot of flexibility, and more importantly, gives you an option so every different player with a different caster is going to do different things. You don't play four wizards and they're all going to do the same basic set spells. Yeah. They're all going to have specializations based off of the character you're playing. So let's let's use, for example, 
the the wizard that grew up around the light and you know life cycle can they access uh, necromancy type spells they can learn it they can yeah. branch that direction okay um it's set up to support it so we we encourage players to play the direction they want to but you could actually do all six ideals have access to everything but the way that the skill system is set up you, that will consume your character it takes a lot to do that okay. that level of specialization it's really tricky to balance how you can add different components to a character without giving too much to them or without just hyper-specializing. Yeah. But like, for example, if you really wanted to, to do all of the different magics, or and you can do that, but you're going to have a really hard time keeping up with some of your defensive skills. Yeah. So you need to be a little creative in managing other things, and your character is probably going to have a hard time with like interpersonal stuff or or. So there is categories. there is a negative to doing that. So there is a counterbalance. It's there. more lost opportunity. Okay. If that makes sense. No, I, I like that because that's one thing. Again, I love D and D, but that's kind of the one thing that always sucks about wizards. Is like they're just like all over the board. Mm-hmm. You know, this character says he's lawful, good, blah blah blah, and he has all this righteousness, and but then he gets fireballs and starts dropping them on baby goblins all the time or starts raising dead and you're like wait a minute you know because it's, it's just oh, it's a cool spell i can get it it's it's in my level chart you know i like the fact that you're kind of limiting that and based on those attributes determines what kind of spells you have and then if you branch out to other areas you lose out on interpersonal skills because you've spent so much time learning these spells that maybe you've been in your mom's basement too long and yeah your, See, robe, never your good, robe smells I am really never bad. good at balancing my character. I feel like I'm always underpowered in the most essential areas. But I can do one really cool thing. Yeah. Well, I, I don't have that problem. It's a valid way to play the games. <laughs> it is. It creates some fun character interactions and some fun stories. Um, honestly, I, ser- I sincerely think that when you build characters, they should be pretty well-rounded, mm-hmm. that they have strengths and weaknesses. That's really important to the way I feel that characters oh, yeah. work. Because it's just as funny to watch something something to happen poorly and follow the consequences is to watch the spectacular success. Well, not only that, it's great to have flaws in mm-hmm. characters because every, all of us do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, I had one character, uh, his name was Cookie. He was a dwarf that all, his armor was made from bent spoons. He wore a cooking pot. Fine. He fought with a, a cooking pot and he had a war pig and a war chicken named Bacon and Eggs. Nice. However, war chicken. A war chicken. War chicken! Yes. Attack! Go! However, he had a gambling problem. Nice. So whenever anyone mentioned, hey, let's do some bone, you know, roll some bones, man, that was it. Even in the middle of a fight, he would just like, ooh. You know, because he was addicted to gambling. And it was just so much fun. Unfortunately, my... war chicken? No. Never lost the chicken or the pig. But it does explain the armor quality there. Yes. (laughs) Yes. We had a character once that chose a professional skill for cooking, and they got ambushed by bandits at a crossroads. And her response was, well, hold up, hold up, hold up. We don't have any money, but I will make you the best possible stew you have had in your entire life. And so she rolled cooking checks against all these bandits and tried to convince them to leave us alone because mm-hmm. she was making them dinner. See, that's awesome. I, I love out-of-the-box things like that. Got to so. have the flexibility. Yeah. And now I'm starting to think about a career in uh, robbery because that's that's... All right, stick them up. Give me all your money. Or all your stew. Yeah. Probably wouldn't work as well if you're not against a DM, huh? You guys are, and just just for the record, you guys sound like those mean DMs. Like, you What are you like, talking about? You played in my game. And I know that you're a mean DM. <laughs> a sense of danger is very important. I'm not mean. I just have a very fun story where you could die. 
Yeah. Then when there's a goldfish pond, you're like, oh, it's a goldfish pond. It couldn't be bad. And then all of a sudden you realize there's heads floating in the goldfish <laughs> pond. You see, this is the kind of DM that Daniel is. Or you go after a guy and he's wearing rubber pants in a room filled with electrical prods all over the place. It's awesome. See, I always enjoyed the old D&D games where it was levels like one to three, where you run against kobolds and everybody's terrified for their lives. Mm-hmm. We built the, the damage system in this where it is a fairly, a fairly uh, dangerous system that way because yeah. I always felt like you get that tension that adds a lot to games. Where you're just like one wrong roll and I'm dead. You, we are very kind to death, but dropping or getting getting poorly injured like that, is, fairly, yeah. is is fairly easy. Okay, but but dying is more difficult. There, so there's a couple ways we handle that. First of all, there's a couple characters in there that if you don't want your character to die, they don't have to. Like if you play a werewolf or something, I feel like I'm that talking effect, to a doctor right now. I'm sorry. I just there's several ways to avoid that. We've handled that very nicely. Uh, sorry, go it's on. Perfect. Just, he is you, a doctor. He's yeah. a doctor of gaming. <laughs> We've spent a lot of time on this stuff. I, I, if I'd have done that in terms of a degree, I mean, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, oh, you're the doctor gamer? Is there that, we go. Okay, go on. Yeah, there you go. So, the like, you could take a character that's very hard to kill. Like, a werewolf or a shapeshifter, they got to be killed by silver, and not your average character is not going to carry that around. We also have an ability in there for the endurance set that is specifically survivor, that once per day, if your character would die, they don't. They're okay. They stabilize. They, that's cool. They're fine. So if, if for players that don't like the habit watching their character die, you, you don't have to. Yeah, there's ways around that. But there's still a level of like intensity or danger to the game where, where you can keep that element if you want to. Nice. Yeah, because I can feel danger without dying. Or, yeah. You didn't die. You came close a few times, but you never died. You had me j- <laughs> I had to jump out of the building using a lab coat as a, as a wingsuit. Thank yep. you very much. And you still lived. Because of your special ability. Nice. Yeah. That do one you time. That, do you see that little that little extra addendum that you put on there? <laughs> I'm pretty sure I would have died if it weren't for that. Okay, so uh, tell us more about how people can uh, can get to this project because you're doing a Kickstarter. Doing Kickstarter right, right now. Yeah, there's a couple of ways. Uh, first of all, the first volume we've been we've been working locally for a couple of years now. Um, we we took it to Gen Con last year and sold some sold some copies. We we go to the local conventions here. There's a convention called Salt Con that we adore here in Salt Lake. That's amazing. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of great shows that we've took taken it to. Um, for this campaign that we're doing specifically, we wanted to grow past the first book and add a, add enough content to turn it into a full RPG platform. And to do that, we went to Kickstarter. Um, we, we've done a Kickstarter project in the past and done really well with it. I quite, I quite like the way Kickstarter works because it lets small companies like us do bigger projects. Um, realistically, our marketing budget is never going to compete with Paizo or Wizards or any of those folks. Yeah. Um, but Kickstarter allows us to build enough money to put together a great project. Um, so you can find us on Kickstarter. The easiest way to find us is a search mayhem, um, and, and, we're, and we show up there. They're literally the first search, so just search for Mayhem. Don't search for Mayhem RPG um, or anything else, just Mayhem, and it'll be the first one. Not to be confused with Project Mayhem from the old Fight Club, but... Right. Well, Uh, and the really cool thing is you guys are putting out three books... Yes. Uh, for this, so and then of course additional content, but you're going to get the, your dungeon master type book, mm-hmm. your monster manual, and your players mm-hmm. book. So, I mean that's fantastic. I mean most of them, at least that I've uh, jumped on, are it's either all in one book, mm-hmm. and then you have to buy additional books later, or they only put one book out at a time. You're putting out all three right now. If we can fund. If you can fund. If yes. We can let fund, me that's let me kicker. put that caveat there. If they fund. So that means go out and fund these guys because well, this sounds awesome. Not to mention the lowest pledge. 
I, maybe I should have. No, what is the lowest pledge? You can go, get something. Go right ahead. Scott, you got it. Well, I'm on Kickstarter right now, and it looks like the, the PDF complete set is a pledge of only $20. Mm-hmm. That's not bad, actually. No, that's because, not like, bad at all. If I were to go out and get one D&D book, it's 50 bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's not all three books. You're getting all three. This is PDF, but still, I, lo- I enjoy my PDF books. Yeah, you love PDFs. It's all there. Well, the nice thing about doing the PDFs is uh, the way that my uh, Aubrey, Aubrey Hicks, my wife, business partner and uh, graphic designer, um, she put the logos and the icons for the chapters on the left side and the uh, subchapters on the right. And in the PDF, those are buttons. So you can oh, just nice. pop your way through the book, clicking oh, on where oh. you want to go, and okay. just get this, straight to this, this is even better and than any other PDFs too. out there. <laughs> because, like, my, so I have, like, the player's handbook and that for D&D mm-hmm. in PDF and it's on my iPad and I have to flip through every page and have to zzz. That's okay. how I feel about the Bible when I read it. Like, yeah. But I love the little clip. A little, but you know, clip, the fact clip, you clip, have that, that is so awesome. Okay, races. Dick, and then you're there. Yeah. Oh, You go races and I want demons. So races, demons, two buttons, you're, you're in that section. That is brilliant. I have to go spend 20 bucks now. <laughs> That'd be great. Yes. Yes, you do. So everybody does. All of our listeners. Uh, well, I guess you don't have to, but only if no, you want do to have fun. Only if you want to be happy. If you compare the price cost, the PDF is including all the content. It's really easy to get to. If you go up for the main tier, the one that has the, the three print books, um, the really nice thing about that is that you're getting three books plus some of the flat plastic minis and plus some extra dice and some things and all the, all the PDF content as well. And if you compare that to what you'd be paying for one of the one of the big companies and the and their their projects, it's less than half, if not if not less. Okay. And that's that's which pledge is that one? The the ninety dollar pledge is for all three books plus the minis, the dice, and everything that's involved. Nice. You think about it, if you were to go out and buy a core set for for D and D and get all three of the main books, it'll, it's going to be more than that, I think. Yeah. It's one hundred and fifty. Yeah. There for you all go. three books. So, sixty bucks less. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Great content, awesome content. Plus, it's Plus. always nice to support the indie crowd. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm excited to play because, you know, if Daniel has to take an entire uh, day to kill me, you know, maybe uh, maybe I'll be able to get some fun things in before I go. <laughs> yes. That could happen. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a challenge. It does now. Don't challenge him. Never challenge him to kill someone. He will do it. That is not a challenge. That's that is a challenge. <laughs> challenge accepted. And see, There's that no challenge extended. <laughs> That just pressures the PCs to try to die in the most epic, glorious, fantastic way oh, yeah. they possibly can. No, I, I, so I had one guy. No, no, no. I'll roll to try the stew. That's what I'll do. And then he'll be like, oh, and you didn't detect the rat poison. Nope. No, uh, I had a, a, a buddy of mine that he's like, I want to die. I'm like, all right, then you have to die in the most epic, fantastic way. And so we had gone into this cave. They were fighting mind flares and blah, blah, blah. The... S- they ignited uh, explosives. The roof was starting to come down. He runs up on top of this stone dragon. He has a super strength because he has a uh, a belt of like storm giant strength and stuff. So he's hold literally holding the roof up while it's collapsing. Everyone runs out. They get to the cave entrance. Like, okay, it's your turn. He's like, bye guys, and then just lets it, it lets go of and just gets crushed. He pulls a Chewbacca. I'm like, dude. Oh. That was awesome. So that is really cool. Yeah, definitely not jumping out of a building, swooping through with a lab coat. Stop looking at me with those <laughs> eyes, those murderous, murderous eyes. I have some ideas now. Stop it! I'm not challenging. It's not a challenge. Did you hear a challenge? I didn't hear a challenge. 
Maybe Ma- Madam Wushu's coming back. Yes. All right. So, Mayhem RPG is out on Kickstarter. This is an awesome opportunity to help uh, an indie company out. Pick up a really cool, sweet game. Get some awesome content. Not only that, if you've ever played D&D and want to play outside the boundaries, that sounds like the game for you. You, If you want to play a mouse, a panther, you want to play those other NPC characters that you normally can't like, even a kobold. Come on. Kobolds are awesome, especially if they have built-up giant strength and they're in the middle of the road and no one suspects that they're going to get killed. It's <laughs> awesome. We do have the small draconic kobold critter in the second book. Oh! Okay, so you need to fund this so the second book comes out. Yes. But it only happens if you fund it, so let's get out there and get some funding. Yes, get some funding going. If, if uh, for some fun, reason... Dean, it'll be fun. If for some reason we end up not making it, we will be back. We'll just we'll just pick a little bit smaller project and hit things out in piecemeal content. In piecemeal. All right. I, I mean, that's cool. The goal is to get everything out all in because one Because you guys have a game plan that even if this doesn't work, which I totally hope it does, and everyone go make it happen... You have a, you still have a backup plan. So this game is still coming out, which is fantastic because a lot of them out there are like, okay, this fails, we're done. You know, I like the fact you guys have a backup plan. You're going to do this. So. See, that's the difference between companies that work beca- out of the the indie love of the game mm-hmm. and folks that are just out to make a dime. Is we'll be doing this whether or not we we make money off of it. Like we'll still be playing and writing content and doing stuff because that's what we do for fun. This yeah. is our hobby. So if it if we can do it along the way and share it with other people, great. Fantastic. Okay, so everyone, run out to Kickstarter, search for Mayhem, and fund this RPG because it's an awesome one that you're going to love, and apparently Scott and I are going to go do it. So, we get, we need this We're so in. I can go kill Scott. And, I, hey, even better, we'll do a video of it. Why are you so fascinated <laughs> with killing me? I don't understand. It's you your know. character. It's not you. I'm not killing you. It's I, your character. I can't help but think that the FBI can use this as evidence. Anything that's said in here is ev- is admissible in court. That's fine, because I'm not going to kill you. I'm going to kill your character. So you say. Or that maybe sound, you in a book. But that hey. sounds legally protective. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, well. So what, you guys have a website. Right? Yes. For your game company. What is that? MidnightCampaign.com. Okay. Um, we, we got to get the, this, the Kickstarter updated right now because we've been putting a lot of effort into that page. All right. So at this point, it's better to go to Kickstarter or Facebook. Well, all you right. Can, you can find all of our stuff on Facebook and either Mayhem RPG or Midnight Campaign Games. All right. Um, Not to mention you get emails as soon as there's an update, which I love about the Kickstarter yes, campaigns. Which yeah. is always awesome. Which is nice. So, and then, so go check that out. Support these guys. Because this is going to be an awesome game, and not only that, it's designed by people that love role-playing. It's not just another company that's wanting just to get another nickel and another dime from you, put out another book. These guys are passionate about this, if you can't tell. Rob's been talking a million miles an hour, which is awesome, and we need to see this happen. So Do it. Be cool. Yes. So, thanks for coming on. Thank you. And with that said, we're out of here. Peace out. Peace out? Really? Yeah, you said it. I'm Mayhem! Let's end with that one. Mayhem! Just because the world is without fuel doesn't mean it can't burn. Union Forest has unleashed a dragon upon the world and it's hungry. 
Henry Morgan has to save his brother and face the dragon. Check out The Shadows Above the Flames, written by our very own Daniel Swanson and published by Immortal Works. You can find your copies on Amazon, BarnesandNoble.com, or anywhere books are sold. So go get your copy today and find out what happens to Henry and Rick. Thank <laughs> you.